Oh, what yeah. about you, Jennifer? What are your opinions on, on signing day? Why do you think it's important to uh, the students and, and to the industry as a whole? Well, I think, like Adrian said, I mean, it really does put emphasis on, I think, trades that are sometimes maybe um, not as popular, you know, going into, let's say, plumbing or, or HVAC and things like that. When the, with the first signing day, when I first heard about the packages that were being offered to the yes. students, I was like, I, yeah. I, I'm in the wrong field. Like, how, yeah. did, how did I even end up here? Right? <laughs> I love what I do. But seriously, I had the exact same thought. <laughs> Pretty amazing. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are on the site, or what will soon be the site, of Henrico CTE Signing Day 2022. Yep. We are not necessarily in the room. The room is a little bit higher than where we are right now. As far as elevation goes, <laughs> we're going to be in the financial park for junior achievement, which is above us. But we are inside of the library, inside of the meeting room mm -hmm. here inside of the library. Uh, and we have two guests here for you guys to hear from, as always. Right, Mike? We always bring folks you can listen to and you can learn from uh, onto the show. And these two guests here are no different. But before then, you know, we got the we got to get the house business out of the way. Oh, yeah. Right? Got to remind you, check us out. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram and Twitter, all at the handle. Henrico CTE TikTok. I almost forgot TikTok, too. Got to start I'm throwing to, that one in. Yeah, got to start. You're those. starting to use it a lot. I'm, I'm starting to use the TikTok as a. Uh, as the youngsters like to call it, TikTok. I call it the TikTok because I feel like I need to because I'm approaching 30. Um, <laughs> one more year left. One more year left, and I can I and I hit 30. Oh gosh. Wait, why, why are you oh goshing? No, no. It's, I can't imagine you at 30. <laughs> I know. It's complete, you were always the young. You were the youngest one in the office, and now you're like catching up. It's it's complete metamorphosis. <laughs> I know everybody else around me is like 35, and soon I'll be 35 right along with you guys. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, signing day, I mentioned that earlier, uh, May 24th this year, and we'll be streaming the entire event so you can catch it on live stream via YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash Henrico CTE. That's right. We got our own URL this year, Mike. It took us a while, but <laughs> I don't know why that was the hard one. <laughs> that was the hard one to get, but uh, YouTube.com slash Henrico CTE will live stream the entire morning. Also, I want to remind you to check out our summer programs. Summer Polytech, Summer Building Trades are now open for registration. Go ahead and visit HenricoCTE.com forward slash summer dash programs forward slash. I almost forgot the dash there, so I had to... <laughs> I've got to fix that, that URL. Up. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little rough. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so <laughs> com forward slash summer hyphen programs forward slash for uh, all the information on summer building trades and summer polytech summer building trades available to rising 10th and 11th graders, summer polytech available to ninth and 12th graders so uh come learn some new skills with us right mike i mean sharpen oh, those skills or i mean continue your education because sometimes we get kids annually oh yeah I mean that those programs are high very high in demand i expect them to fill up quickly and there's some exciting things for the the building trades students that's going to happen this summer so get signed up Mike, tell us where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at any of your major podcast venues and most of your minor ones apple google 
Odyssey and uh, and the like. So um, take a look and find us out. Yep. So uh, wherever you like to listen, however you like to listen, uh, we are available there. Just search Henrico CTE. You can't miss us. Microphone. A uh, well-designed logo by Mike, the guy oh, sitting to my thanks. right myself. I don't say many nice <laughs> things to you, so I figure I could say at least one nice thing an episode, right? You know what I mean? And Just then, one an episode. And then, then leave all the critiques in yeah. the office. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. And you're tired, probably tired of hearing us babble on. Like, who are these guests that you have here for us to hear from, Rashawn? And uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. No, I'm kidding. No, we're going to get right here uh, to the guest. Uh, sitting across from me inside of the meeting room here in Libby Mill Library, I have Libby Mill Library Manager Adrian Min and Junior Achievement of Central VA President and CEO Jennifer Boyle. Guy, uh, ladies, excuse me, I had this habit of saying guys as a general term, but <laughs> ladies, I welcome to the show. I'm going <laughs> to try to edit it out, and it's too late because I've already mentioned yeah. editing it out. Yeah, you've already messed it up. Yeah, so welcome <laughs> to the show, guys. Thank you so much for allowing us to borrow some space here to bother you during your no doubt busy day. Oh, happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having us. As is customary here on Henrico CTE now, we like to hear about career paths. Uh, we talk a lot about it when we're talking to students, we're talking to middle schoolers, high schoolers, most recently elementary schoolers. Mike, we got a chance to go out there and uh, visit an elementary school. Talking about careers. And talking about careers. Career very days. excited kids talking about careers. It was really, it was really interesting. It's been since because of COVID. It's been a while since we've done it. Yeah, and one thing I have to say, I was kind of sad. I didn't hear. I didn't hear too many kids wanted to be Spider-Man anymore. I know. I mean, like, that's I what know, I was I used to. It's like COVID changed all the kids that nobody wants to be a superhero anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but jokes aside, we want to hear from our guests. We want to hear from about their career paths. And we'll start with uh, Miss Minnick right here. Take us down your career path. How'd you get to where you are today here at Living Mill? Sure. So I would say being a librarian is my second career. My first career, I was a graphic designer for about 10 years and primarily worked in the financial industry. Oh, nice. So I did a lot of things for banks and brokerages and that kind of stuff. And then at a certain point, I just decided I wanted to do something that was going to be more interesting to me intellectually and benefit my community in a different way. And I looked at a bunch of different careers and I settled on being a librarian and it's been a fantastic choice for me. That's wonderful. That's awesome. That uh, career exploration, Mike, that's what we're all about here. And you tried that graphic design route. It was all right. And then you found your place in the library, it sounds like. Well, I've actually continued to use those skills oh, throughout you? my library career. So I was a teen librarian for a long time, which is often a very creative job. And so I got to continue to use those skills. And then I was hired to start up the Digital Media Lab here. And we teach things like Photoshop and InDesign. So I just continued to use those skills in a different format, in a different setting. And I even now still as manager I still design things from time to time yeah uh, graphic design is one of those things uh, that's uh, only going to grow with the growth of social media and different mm-hmm. um, outlets that need those types of skills and you also mentioned to me in the show before the show we have a show before the show and then a show after the show and then we have the actual <laughs> show in the show before the show you mentioned that you guys teach podcasting too we do we do we teach sort of beginning level um, different exploratory classes so we teach a podcasting class where we teach you the basics of auditing and audacity which is a free online software that you can use to um, just figure out those basics. And we also use the StoryCorps app to um, help families explore family stories together. That is so awesome. And uh, Jennifer? 
What are you, what's your career path? Take us down your career path. Is it a straight line? Was it a winding road? Maybe it was a little bit of both. What was your career path like? It was a windy road, and I've been working for a long time. Unlike you, Rashawn, I'm very old. Um, <laughs> it's not just me making fun of him. <laughs> you mean seasoned. I mean, we don't season. say old on this show. Seasoned. seasoned. Um, That's the term we use here. <laughs> now, I started going to um, school for fashion design and then switched over to with a degree in administration of justice, so don't... I don't even know how that happened but and then didn't go either path and um, started working in my first role at the Children's Museum about 20 some years ago um, have just worked in nonprofit since unlike Adrian I don't use fashion or policing in my current <laughs> role <laughs> but I do have to be creative and I do have to you know work with the community so there's a little bit of that there so it was very windy that's okay and the reason we ask about career paths on the show is to to show students that it's not always a straight path. And right? it's not a bad thing if and it's, it's not. it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Right? You can still find a nice, soft, cushy place to land where you can find some success. Maybe you do use the skills that you had in your previous job, or maybe you don't. And both ways are completely okay and acceptable yeah. and normal. Well, because those skills always go with you and becomes part of you, you know, on down the road. It's not something you ever, it leaves you. So now we have to ask the question, did you guys take any CTE classes, career technical education courses, like maybe business? You had drafting. Maybe a graphic design class. Those are considered yep. CTE courses. So did you take any CTE courses during your, I guess, middle school years or high school years? So I'm really old. <laughs> what? We're I'm still old, enough, that? I'm you're, you're, old you're. enough that graphic design was not something that was offered um, at, the, at the middle school or high school level. Um, so we had things like uh, shop class and home ec. Yep. And that was about as... Uh, That's all CTE. Yeah. So I definitely took both of those when I was in middle school. And then I think most of the other education I got beyond that was kind of outside of the school system. But I definitely still found ways to connect with things like graphic design and find people and places that I could learn that. Absolutely. And that old seasoned. So we're seasoned on this show. <laughs> Jennifer, what about you? You take any CTE courses? Well, I too took home ec in um, high school. I don't know if typing counts. Yes, typing does count. Okay. It does. Yeah, I took I typing. Did that one too. Yeah. So that's probably about it that I can, it's hard to think back that far, but <laughs> that's about right. You guys have uh, quite the resume, I'm sure. You know, you got to go through the catalog of the seats. I'm just going to stop right there. Okay, so <laughs> what does an average day look like of work for you guys? What's an average day look like uh, in your role? They're pointing fingers. And remember, guys, when you so point fingers, I would more say point back at you. Uh, public library, there is no average day. What we do changes so much day to day. And it depends a lot on what's going on in the library. If we've got any fun programs going on, we almost always have story times happening. Sometimes we're teaching in the digital media lab. We're teaching things like Photoshop or podcasting or Excel. We have craft programs. We have all sorts of programs that we offer for different ages. We just had a VMFA lecture on Watchman and Batman. So it just varies so much day How did to day. I miss that one? No, go ahead. Oh, you need to, <laughs> I need to, need to I hang need to around with us I some more. Some yeah. Watchmen and Batman, that sounds like my type of yeah. party. So it just depends day to day. I think what defines my day the most is kind of what our patrons need and and our goal is always to try to fulfill those needs. Yeah, it seems like you guys do a lot of things to serve the community. So I guess, would you say it's a, a guest first mentality? I would say we're driven by what the community needs. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and so one of our goals as librarians is always to do our best to connect people with the information they're seeking, whether that's a really good book to read or they're trying to fill out a you know job application or need help with a resume, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, you know, I don't think people really realize how important libraries are to the community. This is one of the things that I hope to bring out uh, as we do this interview and how many jobs are actually available inside of libraries. We'll get there in a second, though. You want to say something like that? Well, I was, it was actually where you get ready. You, yeah, I was, you, I was, I was you're about to get ready to go there. I was to go there. And I was like, I was already but going I there. To, I, wanted, <laughs> but I wanted to get, uh, get uh, Jennifer in on okay. this first. So what is an average day like for you? Well, uh, the same. With quotations, no, average. Yeah, no day is the same. You know, one, that's one of the reasons why I love what I do is because there's something different happening every day. What's great about JA is that we get to work with so many different types of constituents each day. So I'm working with community leaders like Adrian and, and Henrico County. We're working with education staff. We're working with leaders in education. We're working with teachers. We work with students. And then we're working with our donors and, and volunteers. And so I get to work with a lot of different people every day. Some of it is stewarding the fun, funding that we receive. Sometimes we like to volunteer ourselves, um, which is fun to be with the students. But I also work with a great team who really um, helps run run the operation so every day is different so it seems like uh, both of you guys are really community focused and really community geared and i guess that's why having ja here inside of the library was really a no-brainer it almost like falls in with everything else is that is that right to say well i think it's been a fantastic partnership ja's mission is with financial literacy and of course we are promoting literacy across all different levels and financial literacy is such an important life skill that we just love to have them as a partner in the building and they've been wonderful to work with. And Henrico County's been fantastic to work with. They've just been so generous and um, such a great partner in so many ways. It was a great decision, I think, to join forces in a sense. And yeah, I think it's been a great partnership. Yeah, I mean, you guys have a power to do a lot of good, am I right, Mike? Because of y'all's connection uh, with the school system, uh, with the county, with the, the public, there's a lot of ability to to touch in a lot of different areas, you know, and before the signing day, I didn't really have much exposure to junior achievement and what they did. And and when you look at the libraries, some people may look at it and say, you know, well, with the internet, what's, what makes a library relevant? So what is it that the library systems do to basically counter that argument that some people may say incorrectly, I think, that, um, you know, what do we need libraries for? Because, you know, everything's available on the internet. So, first of all, everything's not available on the internet. It would be so awesome if it was, but there's a lot that's behind paywalls or just requires a little bit more knowledge to kind of dig out of the internet. And one of the things libraries do is we bridge that for you. So we help you figure out how to get through some of those paywalls, excuse me, that the county or the state or whatever funding helps us bridge for the community. So things like Consumer Reports and Rosetta Stone, you can get free access to that through the library. Oh, wow. Okay. Rosetta Stone? Rosetta Stone. Uh, wow. Yes. So how many language options do you have? All of their language? Everything. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I didn't really know. Yeah, there's that. a lot of things that we offer. We're kind of a gateway for that you can get to for free. I always tell people we are the best ticket in town, the best free ticket. <laughs> um, so there are things like that. Also, as librarians, we're trained in research and searching. So I'm always surprising people by what I'm able to pull out of the internet that's free because I just that's part of my job. That's how I think. I strategize and how I'm searching. 
And I always help patrons with that. And often, again, they're surprised at what we're able to help them pull out of the internet. So it's beyond information, um, just helping people with information. We also provide all sorts of community resources with room space for people to do um, programs of their own or meetings or study groups. Um, we have all of that. And then our story times that we offer on you know almost daily basis and all sorts of other things that people can access through the library that are more than what you may have in your mind is that quiet old library where you're getting shushed and the books are on dusty shelves. <laughs> That's not the library we're in today. The library we're in today is vibrant. We have a you know dedicated community of users, and we would just love to have more people join that community. Well, well let's talk about the evolution of a library for a second here. You've been in the, I guess, business for quite some time. How have you seen it change and grow with the, the needs that have also shifted in the community? So I love that question. So I've been a librarian for about 15, 16 years years. And when I became a librarian, I would say it was at the point where the internet was still in its kind of infancy or toddler phase. And there's been a huge shift in what's available online versus what's available in print. And along with that, I think it hasn't limited what the library offers, it expands what the library offers. It's so much easier for us now to kind of find those things digitally. Again, some of that is going to be behind a paywall, but we can often help you get past that. So I've seen that be a huge momentous change. So again, things like e-readers, you know, e-books, that's been a huge shift. But I would say, I have only seen library use increase since I've become a librarian. I really haven't seen a decrease. But I think a lot of that is due to the fact that Henrico invests in its libraries yeah, and sure. has created these wonderful, vibrant spaces for us to offer these services in. And you guys offer so much, and uh, Junior Achievement uh, is another reason why people might come visit the library. So let's talk a little bit about Junior Achievement. What is Junior Achievement for the folks who may not know? What is it? Well, Junior Achievement of Central Virginia um, is a nonprofit. We're a national nonprofit with an office located here in Richmond. Our mission is to inspire and prepare young people to succeed in a global economy. There's over 100 JA offices across the country, and it's actually a worldwide organization. Um, so JAUSA is part of JA Worldwide. So the efforts to get students prepared with financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and work readiness, which are our kind of three focus areas, is, is global. And so we provide programming to schools and groups at no cost that focus on those three areas. Um, we do that with the help of volunteers. So locally, over 1,000 volunteers each year help us provide programming to over 20,000 students throughout the region. And you guys also get uh, help from professional volunteers. I think if I understand that correctly, I had an opportunity to come and actually record. When I'm not recording audio, I'm recording video. So I got an opportunity to visit. I think Tucker came and visited JA. That's correct. And uh, I got a video of the Tucker students from Henrico County, JR Tucker students coming in and experiencing all that JA has to offer. And then one thing you notice about JA is the amount of uh, names of different institutions on there. And those folks, I believe, actually come from those institutions to then give back to the student visit. Visiting, is that correct? Absolutely. And, and JA is more than JA Finance Park. Mm -hmm. um, we also offer classroom programming. And volunteers really do come from all walks of life. We do work a lot with our, our company partners. And we have over 50 to 100 companies each year helping out in that regard. But we also have volunteers who are retirees. We work with high schoolers who volunteer and college students who volunteer. So 
we really look for experience gotcha. um, in those volunteers. Uh, that's the biggest piece is that we want our volunteers to impart their wisdom and their experience to these students. Just as you asked earlier about what we do for a living and how what our path was, we find that it's important for students to hear also from community volunteers what their paths were, just to realize that it's not always a straight line. They learn about jobs that they may have never known existed from their volunteers. So yeah, we work with lots of volunteers, and that's really what I think brings value to the JA programs. That is awesome. And then you you mentioned multiple different programs there. And so list some of the programs, I guess, and go a little bit of detail into some of the ones that you can list off the top of your head. Oh, gosh. Quiz time. You know, it it keeps multiplying the number of programs that we offer. But, you know, it starts out in elementary school. We offer a different program for each grade level, kindergarten through fifth grade. And each one kind of builds upon itself. They stand alone on their own in terms of um, integrity of the program. But kindergarten one is all about how you impact your own income, a sense. So uh, earning your own money at home and things like that. And then it goes into the family and how the family contributes to the household, moves up to the community and how um, paying taxes and all those fun things. Just kind of the basics. All of the programs align with the Virginia SOLs. So it's really enhancing and supporting the school, the learning that's already going on. Yeah, to add to the SOLs is certainly something that is, uh, that's great because, you know, they have a, uh, I guess competencies is what they have. Exactly. And look, I'm learning because I just did a film <laughs> on competencies with uh, one of my coworkers, Farika. Shout out to Farika. Oh, I love Farika. Oh, oh you know Farika? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, we well, work with her a lot. Well, obviously you would because you are in that, in that realm. Yep. That's, that's her specialty. That's her specialty. So, uh, yeah, we work with FAIR because they do have competencies. But that the fact that you're providing information and education to our students as, as young as kindergarten. Mm-hmm. That's right. And know, then that. it goes right up through middle and high school. Um, a lot of the middle and high school programs do focus, have a heavy focus on career exploration and workforce readiness. And that's what we're about. Um, and yep. so, <laughs> so that's really where we best align with the CTE programs. You know, y'all specialize in financial literacy, but also I noticed on your blog, and you just brought it up about your work and career uh, education. Why do you think that is important, especially, and maybe why is it if it's more important today than it has been, why do you think? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and you know, JA was built on actually an entrepreneurship program. And then we started with financial literacy. And like I said, work readiness is really one of our three core competencies or three focus areas. I think, you know, now more than ever, which is an overused phrase maybe, but with all of the changes that have, are happening in the world, with uh, vulnerable industries, uh, with new jobs that open up every day and and new types of careers, Um, it's really important for students to be exposed to that. The volunteers are the ones that really bring that to the table. Our programs do focus on soft skills, a lot of times um, resume writing, interview skills, and things like that. But I think one of the, the biggest things that we that we try to impart is this connection of career to lifestyle so being able to let students realize oh i you know if i want to drive a nice car i have to earn this amount and this is the type of job i could have that helps me earn that amount one of the things i do like is that you guys do show uh, there's more than one way to earn that salary too that's right uh, so that's that's one of the things that I've, i observed when i was walking around and filming 
the Tucker kids when they came and visited the financial park. And, and uh, I think that's important as well because there's more than one way to get to six figures. And sometimes some ways are, are more beneficial than others. But Adrian, I want to bring you in on this on this uh, workforce and career readiness uh, boat that we're on. I mean, it's the boat that me and Mike live on and go to work every single day. <laughs> yeah. But so uh, what are some of the programs that kind of help folks in their career efforts here in Henrico County via Libby Mill? Sure. So we have some online resources that are great, like tutor.com, which is something that most people think of as a homework help. You can also upload your resume and cover letters. A professional will go over them with you which is, and it's live, it's an online live thing. The other things we do, we have a lot of resources in our print collection and also our digital collection where you can explore industries and businesses in the area to kind of see like how many employees they have, what their net worth is, that kind of thing, to um, see who's in the area that you might be interested in working for. And then occasionally we'll also have programs like resume writing and that sort of thing. Um, And then we always encourage people to continue to explore careers and things through all of the things our collection offers, whether that's online job training that you can do through some of our things like uh, Learning Express Library. I'm going to say that one more time. Learning Express Library is a great online tool that you can use to either prep for some kind of tests like GRE or GED. And you can also go into that and get online classes that are free and self-paced and a bunch of different software applications. That's awesome. because So it sounds like you really do help, uh, I guess, the adult education portion, I think. Maybe they didn't take that CTE class that taught them those soft skills. They can still get those soft skills here. And we even offer adult education oh, yeah. uh, via CTE yep. uh, for us as well. So I think that's pretty cool that, again, showing that libraries are just a huge part of the community. What do y'all do to get the word out that y'all have, I mean, in both cases for both y'all to get so the people know that's what y'all are doing? Because, I mean, I've only since I found out we were going to be interviewing y'all and I found out all the career readiness options that y'all have and some of the things you were just speaking about and also when I went on Gio's blog and I was reading all the articles and like oh my gosh I mean there's much more than just the financial literacy aspects of JA what is it that y'all do so that people know what y'all are doing so um, we do a variety of things. The thing that first comes to line, mind is our mobile library service, which you may think of as a, the bookmobile. They go to a lot of community events, pass out information about the library. They usually have some kind of little craft for kids to do. That's a big way that we spread our word. Also, we have um, a really well-developed website that displays all of our services. And then we always have print media in the library that will tell you kind of what we got going on, brochures, newsletters for you to take with you. Got to be where the people are. What about you, Jennifer? Well, you know, as a nonprofit, we'll do anything to get our name out. <laughs> really. We'll take any um, any type of promotion. But, you know. Uh, Maybe a podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a podcast will help. No, I mean, you know, we really do uh, rely on, um, on our partners. So to reach schools, we work with people like Farica um, and Mac, and um, we do work with directly with teachers. Um, we work with school leadership. We have memorandums of understanding with schools to provide services, to provide those programs. And so a lot of times we're marketing to teachers, but we also, again, can't do the programs without volunteers. So getting the word out through our company partners, which many of them are represented in JE Finance Park. Many of them are not. We have a lot of other business partners and and funders who are not there. Um, And we're really grateful for their promotion of JE programs. You know, we have a lot of groups come in, as you said, Rashawn, earlier, 
groups that are coming in to volunteer you know, from their companies. And so um, a podcast is great. <laughs> we'll take yeah, it. I think, I think uh, the Bank of America was there when I came. I yes, can't remember they who were. it was. I, was it? I got a good was memory. Great. Let's go. Was, I, was I got to come and update that one yeah. for you guys, by the way. I think I talked to uh, Cynthia about that. Is Cynthia still? Yeah, yes, she okay, is. Good. She's yeah, upstairs so, right now. Yeah, so I talked to Cynthia about coming and updating that last signing day. And on the topic of signing day, why do you guys think events like signing day are important uh, to the world of work, to careers, and to students in the industry? So I think it's such a wonderful thing to celebrate the next step in a student's life. I think there's so many, as you said, so many different paths to success, and I love that you guys have created this way to just show this this path that sometimes I wish I had taken. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I just think it's wonderful, and I'm so glad to be helping JA host it. Well, we appreciate you guys' support. Oh, what yeah. about you, Jennifer? What are your opinions on, on signing day? Why do you think it's important to uh, the students and, and to the industry as a whole? Well, I think, like Adrian said, I mean, it really does put emphasis on, I think, trades that are sometimes maybe um, not as popular, you know, going into, let's say, plumbing or, or HVAC and things like that. When the, with the first signing day, when I first heard about the packages that were being offered to the yes. students, I was like, I, yeah. I, I'm in the wrong field. Said, how, yeah. did, how did I even end up here? Right? <laughs> I love what I do, but seriously. I had the exact same thought. <laughs> pretty amazing. But I think, you know, sometimes, and, and I think sometimes CTE programs do get a, a negative, um, you know, kids are like, I want to go to a four-year college, which is, you know, I understand that. But they don't necessarily see students succeeding um, in some of those trades. So I think it it really is important to place emphasis on that. And we're so happy to be kind of the outlet and the resource for that. Um, Because again, with JA, we were working for college and career readiness. And those are really important. And that's what we that's what we work towards uh, here too at CTE. But we just we're just trying to get rid of that stigma, right, Mike? Of that college or nothing. Yeah, you, know, I, you can do both, or you can do one or the other. You can be successful doing either of those three paths. So yeah. that's that's what we're trying to promote, right, Mike? Exactly. And 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 uh, we we have to tread lightly because we have to be careful that we're not putting a bad light on college. At the same time, talk about it's not it's not that it's not for everyone. It is available but is it where you want to go based on what you want right. to you do you should use it as a tool yeah you know it's like with this anything is where i have to go yeah it's like with anything have a plan don't go into college and not know what you're going to do and don't think i'll figure it out when i get there you're going to spend a lot of money before that's, you finally do and you're that's probably, the worst place to try to figure how it out many, yeah <laughs> how many students have one dropped out in two years or less or we've changed some, majors multiple times because they can't figure out what they want to do we've had some of them on the show sitting across from exactly exactly <laughs> and then you have the ones that they did complete it and maybe even with a master degree and they come out and they go, I don't want to do this. Yeah, and end up in a skilled trades job yeah. in itself. So with that in mind, guys, do you think uh, events like signing day help reverse some of that negative stigma uh, that sometimes surrounds skilled trade jobs? I think it does. Absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. And and I will say as someone who got a four-year degree, I was an English major, I definitely didn't go in with a plan. Um, my and fiance was, is an English major too. She, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, I loved my time in college. Um, I ended up in a career as graphic design, and 
I was completely self-taught. And so if I'd had the opportunity to maybe do that through your program, that's something I would have loved to have had the opportunity to do when I was younger. It yeah. just wasn't open then. It just wasn't. I would have arrived at it a little bit sooner. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to help them. And with a little bit less student loan debt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, no, the, that's that the important hurt. part. That's the important part. When, when you get to plan that out and not just figure out that you just keep spending money and getting more and more into debt over and over and over again. And, and then when you get out and you're like, how am I going to get this paid? And then you end up with a, you you were on a career path that isn't going to pay for it based on what you spent. You know, it's just, you got to have a plan. You got to be thinking about this at a time. So Jennifer, what's your take on this? How do you think signing day helps reverse the, uh, I guess, negative connotations that might come, come with some of the ideas that are around trade jobs, trade schools, and technical centers, vocational centers, whatever you want to name them. You know, we said it earlier that the benefits of some of these positions and with some of these companies are just tremendous. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. So I think that that does help open open the eyes of folks for that. Again, I went to school to become a police officer. My junior year, I didn't want to do that. My mom said, too bad. You're, you know, I'm not paying for more. You can get a degree and find something else to do. So I, too, wish that I had some of the resources <laughs> that JA offers. You know, we have um, the JA Career Center is within JA Finance Park. And in there, we have resources for students to explore, you know, how much will it cost me to go to school for what I want to do? You know, am I going to go to an in-state school or an out-of-state school? It lets them see jobs that they can get with an associate's degree, with a certification, with, you know, four-year, you know, advanced degrees. So we, we again, try to open up the eyes of the students to to see that there's more out there than four-year college, which we try to promote everything like right. you do. Right. Um, we're trying to say just make the right choice the for right yourself. Choice. Don't go into one thing just because somebody is telling you to or, you know, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I have to say that I have a 15-year-old in Henrico County Public Schools. He's actually very good with his hands, and I've uh, tried to kind of steer him in um, in a direction of a trade, and um, he's convinced himself he wants to, I'm outing him right here, but he's convinced himself he <laughs> wants okay. to, he go, to, listen to, it. He he wants to listen go to a four-year college. And, um, and you know, my older son did, and I think that was best for him. And again, it's really just finding out where the skills and interests are of the students that's so important. And CTE Signing Day shows people what's available. You know, I know it's based on sports signing days, right? Yes. You know, you see these people coming out, they're earning tons of money and and getting all of this recognition. And that's why I love CTE Signing Day, because it puts just the same emphasis on that and says, you know, this is as exciting. This is just as big a step as something like that. I mean, it's just such a special day for uh, the students and it's a special day for the parents, too. I mean, you see the parents there. And they're just so proud. Oh, I saw some so tears. Excited. They're yeah. so excited. I saw some tears last year, and that, which almost brought me to tears. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I can't be doing this. I'm at work. I can't be crying in front of Mike and stuff. So. <laughs> Not in front of me, no. No, when, but when you look at, you know, how with uh, Henrico County Schools and, and with the career and technical education and when the things that y'all do and promoting, it's got to go to the parents, too. They're the ones a lot of times that can be the make or break when it comes to a child who may or may not want to go that direction. You know, you're you you're thinking that your your son wants to go you know he wants to go to college and you're like oh, you know I think you might be really good because you're good with your hands to go into this particular trade usually it's the other way around <laughs> what do you think outside of our organizations do, do other organizations whether it's government or what have 
have a place to help promote career and technical education as a viable option versus just college, 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 college? I think so. I know, you know, working with some of our partners, I've actually received a phone call not long ago from one of our corporate partners who is looking for uh, warehouse workers, which, you know, may not be a, a skilled trade, but its introductory pay was pretty impressive for a warehouse. And can't find people to fill those positions. Yep. You know, well, that's a common theme we're hearing about yeah. a lot of different jobs and different I think industries. A lot of companies are realizing, hey, you know, there's benefits to having folks who can take on these jobs that maybe didn't go to a, a four year college or maybe did and also have CTE training. So I do think that companies are coming around. I think that there's also equity issues too in terms of college. And learning that, you know, it's great to have a diverse workforce in all ways. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that a lot of these companies that are starting to realize the importance of going to different CT programs in their area at the local school level is that they're finding out and they are and the one, especially the ones that already know and have been using this as a resource is that it's not the soft skills that the, the students are getting this is almost as important to them as any other skills they're getting i mean right when you listen to that show we did where we talked to the people at the career rodeo the oh career, yeah they were saying oh we want soft skills soft skills soft skills soft skills yeah. and we'll teach them the rest once they get there yeah <laughs> right. like, you know if they've got the safety stuff down pat the, the, the computer 10. technology kids coming out with an OSHA 10 card. Yeah, OSHA 10, yeah. Not just the carpentry kids or the weld, welding kids. or whatever. Of course, they're going to get theirs. They already know about workplace safety, know how to come to work, how to not be on their phones, how to, to, you know, to have a work ethic. And they're learning that in their one to two years they are with us or even before if they start earlier. And the businesses see that as a benefit. Companies don't want to have to train people on how to work on a team. They don't want to have to train people on attitude or um, enthusiasm. You know, they want people to come in with those soft skills. You know, one thing that I think JA does well is we we do offer those uh, ways to build social capital for students. So, you know, they're learning how to talk to adults when their volunteers are working with them. They're learning kind of they're, they're seeing those social skills, those cues. And so I think that that is what companies are realizing too, that that's just as valuable, if not more valuable, than coming in with the skills that are trainable. Uh, let's talk about uh, the careers available inside of libraries. What kind of uh, opportunities are available inside of libraries that people may not really be all that educated about? Sure, so we have a bunch of different paths you can go in libraries. So there is the sort of traditional librarian path, and for that you would need um, a master's in library science, master's of library and information science now. Those positions come open, you know, I think often. So, and I would say I love working for the system, so if you are in that, career path, I would definitely take a look at us. There's also what is sort of the library assistant role and that you don't need to have a higher degree for. And that could be anything from helping at our main checkout desk to helping at one of our reference desks to doing programs, story times, teaching Adobe Photoshop. It just kind of depends. One of the things I've found in my career um, with Henrico County Libraries is that it's a very creative job, so you make the job into kind of what your passions are. So I've been able to do some really exciting, fun things for the years that I was a teen librarian. It was just so much fun. And really, it's you know what you can imagine, that is what you can do. So there's just a lot of different ways to take that role and do something that you're going to enjoy with it. 
That is cool. Is there any way that maybe kids can get some early exposure to uh, some library careers early on? Yeah, absolutely. So we have volunteers in the library. You can join one of our teen advisory boards. Um, we have a few throughout the county. And then you get to help librarians plan programs and put on programs. We also get volunteer hours with that. And then we have sort of a page system, a volunteer page system, where you can come in and be an hourly volunteer as a teenager for the libraries. And that's a great way to kind of get a look at the inner workings of a library and kind of what really happens. I think people are not always aware of all the different facets of library work. There, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to put on such a neat and tidy show that you see when yes. you walk through the door of so <laughs> many libraries in Henrico County. And Jennifer, I want to ask you this before we, we close the show. You guys mentioned that you had the Career Center, which I think is a, a wonderful tool. So how do, how do you see students using that Career Center as helping them, I guess, pursue their career goals? I kind of want to hit on that point before we close the show. The JE Career Center is such a fantastic resource, and, and like I'd mentioned earlier, it allows students to do a lot of research, really. It allows them to see what jobs are available, how much they can earn at those jobs, what degrees are needed for that job, if any, what type of certifications. It also, we also have one program in there that lets students see where job growth is in different industries so they can see you know this is on a trend you know there's a trend up in digital media gives them the IT idea of what's in demand exactly and it shows them what the average pay for that position is and it shows them what path they need to follow to get to that position so it's really a research tool and then we also have something in there called the lifestyle slider where students can see based on what kind of lifestyle they want to lead do they want to shop for groceries at a discount or do they want to buy organic you know food that sort of thing what type of lifestyle what kind of car they want to drive where they want to live and how much they have to earn to be able to live that lifestyle we have just as many adults walk out of the ja career center <laughs> i'm sure uh, learning a little bit more <laughs> about sure. themselves and and what they missed out on maybe um, or what they need to be earning um, in their roles so yeah that's that's great and i want to plug one more program if i could sure, that's absolutely. also related as we do a ja job shadow program nice oh, where wow. we bring students to different sites to learn a little bit more about the jobs that are available at those uh, companies. We just actually did one recently with uh, Luckstone. We do one every year with Luckstone where we bring students from Goochland High School into the quarry there and they're able to see what kind of jobs are available. They see everything from graphic design that Luckstone has. You know, a lot of students don't realize that there are all of those other jobs. It's not just a stone quarry. All the support yeah. jobs right. for the company. Yeah. Absolutely. And so J Job Shadow has really opened a lot of eyes for students, and we do that each year. Do you have anything specific for Henrico County students or where they're doing job shadowing also with the company? We work with a lot of different high schools and a lot of different teachers. We obviously haven't done it a couple of, jo- couple of years. We haven't right. done job shadows. Yeah. Um, but in the past, we've done um, many with Henrico County Public Schools. And um, how would parents and students find out about that? Go to the website? Absolutely. Again, it's really done through the teachers. The teachers okay. request oh, those teachers. programs. Okay, gotcha. um, and we work a lot of times with business teachers, with marketing teachers. Um, Farica. <laughs> we do work with Farica. <laughs> Which is uh, um, our specialist. Plug at Farica again. Educational specialist in business. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where I think we're getting ready to do one with sports marketing, with the squirrels. So we do all types, but we really do work with the teachers on those programs. And what's great about the JA Job Shadow is that it's not just a site visit. We have the classroom programming that goes along with it. So students are prepared for their visit. They know what questions to ask. They know what to look for. And then when they come back, they're able to reflect on their visit. 
That is awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on Henrico CTNL, uh, Adrian and Jennifer. I actually looked at the wrong direction. I looked at Jennifer for Adrian. <laughs> okay. And then Adrian for Jennifer. No one, else, I just, no no one, one out there no one, have, no one would have known, right? Because And, and then I just told him myself. But uh, sometimes you got to laugh at yourself, right? Yes. You got to laugh at yourself. Before we close the show, I got to remind you guys, check us out on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Signing day, signing day, signing day. It's coming up May 24th. I'll be 30 on the 23rd. Oh, wow. Yeah, on the 23rd, I'll be 30. But May 24th, we'll get some we party be signing. Yep, we're going to get party balloons. <laughs> That's my celebration, going to signing day. <laughs> no, uh, 24th, we'll be live streaming the entire event in its entirety here inside of JA Finance Park, inside of Libby Mill Library. Check that out on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com forward slash Henrico CTE. Again, youtube.com forward slash Henrico CTE. If you have not already registered for our CTE summer programs, you got time. You can still register for those. But CDs. I wouldn't wait it much longer. I wouldn't wait. The, the seats fill up fast yes. in those programs. Um, learn some new skills over the summer. In order to get more information on summer building trade and summer polytech, visit HenricoCTE.com forward slash summer hyphen programs forward slash. I got to emphasize the hyphen to bother Mike. I tried to do that on purpose. No, let me stop. It'll be fixed next year. I can't change so it now. Visit that for more information. Summer Polytech is available to ninth through 12th grade students. Summer building trades for rising 10th and 11th graders. So learn some new skills with us. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of your major and most of your minor podcast venues. Look us up, like, and subscribe. Uh, don't miss an episode. We are 80. We're pushing 90 episodes. Getting be here soon. Really? that many yes how many seasons four how many countries we are at 20 we're still at 27 we're still at 27 we've been sitting at 27 for at least nine months i don't know why it's not going any further but uh albania was the last country to uh that we got a new subscribers from Mike won't let me get them, guys. I try to get them on the numbers every so often, and then he just like that. I love with those him. numbers. <laughs> I love it's those so numbers. It's so cool. All right, guys, that's it for us, for Adrian Minnick, for Jennifer Boyle, for Mike Roberts. I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone.